Welcome to another episode of People Like You. My name is Emmanuel Osasari, your online personal trainer and wellness coach. And today I met with a very special guest, Mr. Adam Clark. Together um, uh, for a couple years now, we met at uh, Cal State Bakersfield, mm-hmm. met at the rec center. And so, I mean, it's always been an mm-hmm. absolute connection with me and this guy. And we're, we're in for a treat today because he's up to a lot of good stuff. A lot of good encouragement. And so, Adam, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit something about yourself. What are you working on? Uh, hey, what's going on? I'm Adam Clark. Uh, I've been training for about, I've been, I guess, in the industry for about eight to nine years. I was a formal D2 athlete, had a brief stint in the CFL, uh, did the semi-pro thing for a while, um, went and got a bachelor's in Kines and PE. Um, been trying to stay around fitness ever since. Right now, I'm all into my personal training, but hopefully, I can expand into bigger yeah. things. Yeah, man. So that's dope. And um, with the People Like You podcast, I like to bring on different people to share their stories to inspire other people. If I can put out a hundred different relatable stories, chances are somebody that's never listened to this podcast is going to find one person they can relate to. And so, you're more on the side yeah. of the encourager. You're the coach. And so what are some things that you're working on as far as coaching and stuff? How'd you get into it and why? Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, When it comes to coaching, I guess I got that from playing sports. Uh, I've always been a team leader, team captain. Uh, So I'm used to galvanizing, organizing people, managing large groups. And so I wanted to take that into my passion. I fell in love with fitness. Well, I guess I've always loved it. I just realized how much I loved it as I got older. And um, I wanted to use my skills and what I, um, I guess, gained from being on a team and using it for fitness and other things like group exercise, things like that. So when it comes to coaching uh, online now with, with fitness, I just want to re-educate people, get people back to the basics, um, let them know that, hey, fundamentals are really all you need, and you can go a long way with that. Uh, I realize a lot of people are real timid when it comes to fitness as they get older. But, you know, I like to reintroduce the fundamentals, reintroduce the basic, get your body used to what it should be doing, and then we grow from there. And I, and, and I like bringing peop, other like-minded people together like that. Right, word, word. So yeah. there's a ton to unpack right there. Um, one of the things that you say as far as, like, the intimidation factor, and I know I've written blog posts on it, um, fear myths of getting into the gym, getting yeah. started and stuff. What are some things, what are some of the main obstacles that you see as far as people getting started and then – how have you helped them to overcome that? How can somebody listening overcome their fear of getting started in the gym? Okay, that getting started point. That's always the roughest part I like to tell my clients. That's like, hey, man, the hardest part was getting here. And once you're here, we can get it going. Um, usually what I've seen that's most common is people not being used to being outside their comfort zone. Um, a lot of things is embarrassment of where they think they should be physically. So, you know, a lot of guys do the machismo ego thing where I'll put them through a simple push-up test just to check upper body, and all of a sudden, you know, they try to muscle it out and almost pass out. Um, You know, a lot of people think too big. They think, oh, it's my first day. I have to show up or I have to show out. I'm like, no. So, but what I do is I I let people know, hey, it doesn't matter where you start because that's that's our our first marking, right? It's only going to get better from here. So don't really worry about, uh, what your first numbers are if you're deciding to record your first numbers. I know some people just work out, hey, I just want to start, I don't care. 
But uh, when you're starting out, don't worry about where you're at because you're just starting. Just know it'll get better mm. from there. And then use that motivation. Say, hey, I started here, you know, a day later, a week later, a month later, however far. And you, your numbers will always improve and that'll motivate you even more. Right. Yeah, man. This is right up my alley, dude. Consistency and starting yep. small is two of my biggest talking points. And mm -hmm. from what I noticed is that when somebody is looking too far down the line, that's get discouraged. That's when they Definitely. start to think, overanalyze. But I like what you're doing and coaches like you who just focus on today where you're at. This is our goal for the day. And it's a half step. And then tomorrow, we'll see where we're at then. But let's focus on today. And I find that that's right. something that continuously helps people as well, too. Like you said, like getting back and start just, just showing up is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, what, are some, what are some other challenges that you see as a coach and what you've been able to help other people overcome? Oh, one of the biggest ones is self-discipline and accountability. Mm -hmm. um, as a trainer, it is very frustrating to work with people who uh, haven't dealt with that accountability barrier yet. We're here to focus on putting the physical together, getting a little bit of the mental to get your mind right. But a person also has to bring that accountability, that discipline, that 50-50, if you will. And getting past that is really tough because once again, you're asking people to get out of their comfort zone. So they're already, there's already resistance to begin with. So it's like, okay, let me show you that, hey, not only is it okay to get out of your comfort zone, we're going to be able to grow outside of there. So get them to have very small goals. We set very small goals, like you stated earlier, to get them comfortable accomplishing something small to where they're basically testing the waters. Like, okay, I stepped out of my comfort zone. I didn't like it. But I see where it's going. I'm going to do a little bit more, a little bit more. And then we grow from there. And then that whole, it gives the motivation to hold themselves more accountable because they're more self-motivated. They believe in themselves a little more. They believe into the program a little bit more. So now they're, they're you know, they're rolling the dice on themselves, per se, a little yeah. bit more. So. Yeah, man, that's true, too. Like, to that point as well, like, I remember um, for myself, when I first got started, um, it was... I was just doing it just I didn't even think I was making much of a difference or anything when I first started working out I would just go in and do bicep curls because that's all I knew how to do and I was just doing it because I was bored once to get out of the house get a little sweat or whatever but just doing that little stuff every day I mean dude I still man the first day I got my compliment on my arms dude I was like <laughs> oh okay there's something to okay. this there's something to stick with this <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, you. I'm sure you know that feeling as well, too. Oh, uh, man. You know what funny stuff is? When I started getting it, I thought I would like it, and I don't like it. I started wearing more to the gym. When I started getting those compliments, I was like, ah, yeah, when it's time to yeah. shine, it's time to shine. But at the gym, I'm like, yo, hold on. Yeah. I'm not, it's not a finished product yet, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. So mm -hmm. um, as, a, as a coach, you deal with, um, you deal with nutrition as well, right? Okay, so for me, I try to keep nutrition as simple as possible. Um, but for you, I want to know what are, what's your, your philosophies, your theories? What have you seen the most successful for people who struggle with diets and um, as far as like sustainability? What works for most people that you've encountered? Ooh, we, okay, so check it out. When I first started and dealing with people and their nutrition and putting meal plans together, <laughs> excuse me, I thought it would be difficult 
because so many people on so many different things. So many people have their own specific tastes. Some are vegan, some are vegetarian, things like that. Um, but as I, as I um, started doing it more, I realized less people want to do their own cooking, less people want to uh, worry about, you know, weighing the food and doing things themselves. And a lot of them like to outsource. I've learned that uh, once people get the gist of what it takes to meal prep in terms of how to uh, order the food, cook the food for the week or however many long, it, it becomes tiresome with that, including their everyday lifestyle, especially if it's not part of their everyday lifestyle. You know, but a lot of people outsource. And so what I've learned with that is figure out a way to where you can prep with a friend or prep uh, uh, or have someone prep for you or you it uh, in tandem with another buddy. But when doing that, it makes it so much easier for people. They, they just don't want to deal with the workouts on top of the calories, the food, right. okay, how much rice, how much chicken, et cetera. And it's been blowing up even more since I've started. And yeah. usually people are just really picky with the meals. I thought that was the beginning issue, but no, now it's just people just don't want to cook at all. Right. So, right. That's, yeah. Right. That's been the biggest thing. I, I personally thought it would be, uh, you know, being so strict, but no, it's the act of cooking and, and how much work meal prepping yeah. takes all together. I've learned that. Man, you know, so I would never that. know. Cause I don't, I don't meal. I don't have anybody that I'm meal prepping for right now. And I, I don't think mm -hmm. I've, I've helped people, but I've never been like a meal prep coach to like kind of follow them week to week. I've just given people right. advice, but like I've never really thought yeah. about that as a challenge. For me, it always seems like what they're eating, not so much the right. to meal prep. But yeah, yes. I mean, I can see that as a hurdle as well, dude. Like for me, it goes kind of back to what you were saying earlier, though, as far as getting into the habit of it. Like for me, yeah. I have a meal prep day and a grocery shopping day, and they both on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, sometimes I'll just go to the store without even thinking, <laughs> just out of habit. Right. That muscle memory. <laughs> Man, yeah, if you're not, now that I'm thinking about it, dude, if you're not already in that habit of going grocery shopping and meal prepping on a regular basis, then right. it's going to be challenging. Yeah. Going to be yeah. sure, I man. thought it would. I really thought because when I did my meal prep, I, I was tired of eating the same thing. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I need yeah. a variety, yeah. you know, and that, yeah. that's what I thought I would hear a lot. So I, you know, I reached out to talk to a lot of people, and they're like, "Oh, I just, you know, I outsource to such and such." I'm like, people just are, you know, it's becoming easier, and more people are gravitating towards the, the outsourcing thing. So they'll order, or have someone else prepare it, and deliver it. Right. Okay, I guess I'm old school now. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, seriously. Um, so what with um, speaking of food and kind of to segue into weight loss, weight loss is the biggest topic that I talk about on my channel because it's about mm -hmm. what 70% of people want to hear. Um, yeah. What are your weight loss philosophies? What works for, what have you seen for your clients? And I, the reason I ask is there's like really no like right way outside of calories in versus calories out. But I'm yeah. interested to see, to hear what you do. Right. And that is fact. I, I have heard that from you. Um, and I just try to remix that as much as I can. You know, you got to use more energy than you're putting in, you know, and that's really all it's about. And get your body used to it. It's a, uh, I always like to remind people, your body will acclimate to whatever you put it through eventually, whatever whether it's vigorous exercise or no exercise. So uh, regardless of your level of activity, it will get used to that based on, on what you're eating already. So with that being in mind, I, I try to remind my clients, maybe when they're starting off, you know, I don't want to give them a big jump and 
and have and change their diet all the way around. No, I say, you know, let's just eat a little less portion control. That's huge. Say, all right, let's not change what you're eating. Let's just change how much first, right. you know, let's just eat a little less. Let's cut it in half. Let's cut it in a right. third or, or instead of having your meals. Okay. Let's cut that meal in half and have it at two different times and get right. them used to slight changes and then grow from there. Yeah. And then hopefully that makes things a lot easier, but, uh, just, you know, reinforcing what you said, you know, more, we're using more energy than what we're taking in. Yeah. 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 For sure, man. It's, uh, for me, habit and routine is so important, like, especially with things like this 2020 year with all the COVID stuff going on and everybody's schedules and routines getting thrown off gyms closed. So people have to find different ways to exercise and stuff. So it's really important to just like figure out what you do and just stick with it. So like for me, mm. one thing that really one thing that really resonates with me that really just helped that that's really helped me throughout the years is I have my routine. I have my same workout days for like the last four or five years. I work out the same things on the same days, different exercises, but my routine is on a body clock now. So the reason I bring that is with the coronavirus going on and throwing everyone's schedule off, what, what has that been like for your clients and just people that you've interacted with as, as, as a coach? How has people like really adjusted with it? Are people struggling or? Yeah. Um, great question. Um, a lot of people have used it as a real vacation, meaning a lot of yeah. clients or people I associate with just want to take it all up and say, hey, I'm just taking time with my family. I'm chillaxing, relaxing, yeah, right? Yeah. And I have to respect that. I said, I get it. Hey, take this opportunity, this quote unquote time off to, you know, do what you got to do. Just don't fall off too much. Um, a lot of my other clients who choose to stick with it, I just continue to motivate and motivate and inspire and inspire. I just continue to, to feed them. I text them to keep them on track because a lot of them, you know, want to use this as an excuse to stop working out. So, you know, aside from the physical part of being a trainer, I also have to be that psychological pump. Like, hey, right. you know, sometimes I've got to light a fire under your butt to remind you, like, hey, just because we're off doesn't mean we can, you know, take yeah. days off working out. No such thing yeah. as an off day in the gym, you know? Right, um, right. But adjusting to that, I just continue to pump them up. Um, I, have to, I have had to make adjustments with some clients only because they're looking out for their family, meaning no one-on-one -on -one interaction, of right? Of course, yeah. Right, so I've done the digital thing. And some of my other clients, they're all for it. I do house calls. I'll go meet them and, and we knock it out with, you know, at home equipment. But uh, I've worked around it. I, I just tell people, hey, it's just another challenge. Use this as a way to uh, introduce something new to your body. We can't lift weights. Okay, it's time to get funky outside, you know. Word, word. Yeah, man, you got to yeah. remain flexible, dude. Got to remain flexible. Yes. Shout out to everybody yeah. who's um, adjusted their routine, stayed on their routine, tweaked it and stuff. I know for me, I started, um, it's actually helped me to tweak my routine a little bit because when I was, when this whole thing hit, I went back to uh, LA for a little bit um, and, uh, or Bakersfield, and uh, I was staying with him for a little bit. And so we were, I was actually doing a lot of body weight exercises and a lot of um, light dumbbell exercises. And so that doesn't necessarily give you like size it really leans you up i actually increased my repetition and so now my body has changed my routine has changed but my body has changed as well and it's just man remaining flexible is so important oh yeah uh -huh. man. 
Um, you Good mentioned job. something. Yeah, you mentioned something earlier about accountability. When people are scared to go to the gym or start working, you mentioned something about accountability or work, or, or, or work buddy or something like that. Um, for our listeners, I want you to, um, if you could, um, kind of touch on that and elaborate on that. How important it is is it for people to have accountability partners or just somebody to work out with? Yes, accountability is key, man. That's what's going to get you into the gym or out of the house. Um, and sometimes getting out of your comfort zone is much harder for people than it may be for you and I. So I always recommend working out with a buddy, uh, your quote-unquote accountability buddy, I like to call it sometimes. Somebody that's going to hold you to your fitness promises to where you don't have to feel like you're by yourself. Uh, I know a lot of times because you're dealing with your body individually, you feel like this is my journey and my journey alone. Whereas you and I can attest that's not the case. That's why we are here. Uh, sometimes you don't need that motivation from your trainer, you know? We, they only want to hear certain things from guys like that. But sometimes when they have a best friend, that's that second motivator. That's that reinforcement. Of, well, if I hear from you and I heard it from my trainer, or maybe I can do this. When they have that motivation and those days where, you know what, it's raining, I'm not feeling it, there's traffic, and then you get a text from that accountability bunny, say, hey, I'm on my way to the gym. You're going to meet me there. It's like, you're not going to let each other down. That's, you know, right. that's your role right. dog. So that helps right. you keep yourself accountable, hold your friend accountable, and you guys can go on this journey together. It just helps spread the motivation and inspiration around. Yeah, yeah, man. And yeah. For me, like, um, I think it's important. I think accountability buddy is the most important when you're first getting started off. And yeah, um, I've had uh, my second guest on here, my second episode, Maria Lopez. She talked about not depending on accountability um, workout buddy. And mm -hmm. I, I understand both mindsets. So the way I put it together yeah. is when you're first starting off, an accountability buddy will get you started. They'll get you going. They'll establish that habit, that routine that I was talking about earlier till you mm -hmm. can get to it's where you don't need one. You don't need to depend on one. Right. Or because as 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 a um, as a personal trainer, the one thing I hate hearing is I didn't go to the gym because my account. My buddy didn't. Oh. So, exactly. <laughs> you know that exactly. Thing. <laughs> I'm already knowing, bro. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh. So I mean, I try to eliminate as many excuses as I can, and so if a yeah start off with the accountability partner and then gradually get to the place where their routine is so strong that they can go on their own then man more parts of your accountability partner is with it like that to the point where they stay on the whole time even better but um i i find that an accountability partner it could be a blessing but it could also be a crutch as well too so i'm always trying right. to, um, yes now i've thought about that as well and i've also yeah. tried to figure out a way to uh, you know, compromise for both sides. Because I do understand, you know, becoming self-sufficient, not needing an accountability buddy. Right. Because right. the goal is to be able to do it on your own. That's what we're trying to say. Like, hey, you can do this. You got this. You can stand on your own two feet. Uh, what I like to promote is uh, treat it like a pay it forward kind of thing. So when you're starting off, don't work out with somebody who's at the same level or lower than you. That, there's not going to be a lot of motivation. If anything, that can slow you down sometimes. Mm. So who you choose in your accountability buddy is important. I was I would always recommend somebody who has experience, who's a few levels above you, to kind of put you on game and guide you in a way that hey, okay, this person knows what they're doing. So if I have a question or need help, they got me. So once mm. you get to that level of comfort, 
you don't, you know, they can let you go and you can spread your wings and then you can become someone else's accountability. But now you can pull someone else up. You get me? So I'm like, that way it doesn't feel like, you know, I'm I'm tied to this person forever. Like, no, I'm just hanging on till I get comfortable. Okay, thanks for letting me go. I'm going to swim on my own. (laughs) You find someone else and you go help them, you know? Yeah. Man, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Like when you, when you're training with someone, and like we talked about at the beginning, like the the um, the difficulties with starting off at the first time. I remember, I like I said, I didn't know anything. I just knew one exercise. I just did it all the time. But the importance of having a reference that's more experienced than you. Mm-hmm. And chances are, if I'm working out with somebody that's not as experienced and they want to get a habit routine, it's going to be on me to motivate them to come and not really vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. That's a great right. point to um because what happens is when when we get familiar in the gym and i think i wrote a blog post on this as well too like gym familiarity when we get familiar in that environment we start to meet other people and then we start to see familiar faces and then and there i mean there's people in the gym that i see i still don't know their names after like a year and that's just from like like head nodding like what's up i see you same time yeah yeah. <laughs> familiar as you get familiar as you get comfortable and stuff like that you see these people and it's like almost like first of all it's like unspoken accountability and then for two when you do introduce yourself to them you have somebody else to bounce off outside of your mentor outside of your you know your old accountability partner and then like you said you can kind of flap your wings and stuff and yeah 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 because I've learned that's always fun to from, uh, from, from, uh, from yeah. asking questions at the gym. Go ahead. No, I was saying, uh, uh, and that's it's so lovely to see. Like you said, you ask questions, you expand. Like me being on the outside and seeing somebody who needed a buddy and not seeing working out on their own, I'm like, I yeah. see you, bro. I Great see you spread your wings. Spread Great your wings. feeling. <laughs> Great feeling, man. So, yeah, man, for our listeners, that's the way it's supposed to be done. Well, that's the most effective way I've seen it done is Get with somebody, get familiar, get comfortable, find somebody more experiencing, like Adam said, um, to ask questions about, to be held accountable for, and then the rest is just out of pure habit. Still with us, Adam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So um, uh, at the end of each episode, um, I like to, I like for our guests to leave one tip one piece of advice, one quote, motivation, something to leave with our listeners that they can take with them from this episode. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I would just say one tip would be when going into fitness, whether it's your journey or someone else's journey, uh, whether you're helping yourself or others, really understand the value of what you're doing, not necessarily just what you're doing meaning regardless if it's high intense interval training olympic lifting cardio uh calisthenics understand the value of that specific exercise understand the value of fitness and how it affects your health because that's the root of everything so when you really focus on that it's like at the end of the day it's nothing but benefits you can't hurt yourself no matter what you're only improving yourself so how you do that is totally up to you is you know it's your responsibility to find your favorite way to improve your health and that's all it is once you find it max that out and, and you'll yeah. fall in love with fitness like all of us Boom. there you have it man you've left us with a lot of jewels man it's a great episode 
Um, and before I have you plug in what you're doing in your business, because you just got an app, right, that came out? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Excellent. I'm going to let you plug uh, all that good uh, stuff in. But first, I like to ask my guests some funny, random questions to see okay. how you think. And kind Let's of do it. Let's do it. What is one thing that you are terrible at? Oh, man. One thing that I'm <laughs> terrible at. Uh, public speaking. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, right. You know what? I am terrible at parallel parking. Really? I, was just, uh, I was just moving trucks, right? So I'm moving a bunch of stuff. And I'm in, granted, it was a truck. But I'm like, dude. I can't park this thing. Like, I don't know if I'm so used to, I used to drive a Mustang. So I was like, I don't know if it's because I'm used to smaller cars, but I was like, uh, the, the people I were with were just talking major trash to me. Like, dude, I thought you could drive. And I'm like, so did I. Like, <laughs> so man, the parallel parking struggle is a struggle for many. Man. I couldn't do it. Sure, and I really man. thought I could. I really thought I could. <laughs> Practice though, man. You got to get into the habit of it. Right? You got to get into the habit of it. Um, would you rather have unlimited sushi for life or unlimited tacos? Tacos, man, for sure. Ooh, you said that easy. Taco Tuesday every day, yes. Taco Tuesday every day, what? Yes. Yes. What's your favorite gym exercise? Favorite, ooh. Deadlift. Deadlift. Deadlift? I recently, Deadlift oh, yeah, I recently fell in love with it. And I'm, I never feel stronger after an exercise than I do doing a set of deadlifts ever. Deadlifts so. is strong, man. I love deadlifts. Oh, yeah. If you could be any animal in the world, what would it be and why? Uh, a bird. Uh, so I can fly <laughs> literally anywhere I want to. Ah, uh, I like that the ability. Right. I want to be able to disappear and have a view of everything without people having a view of me. <laughs> Man, I tell you, did you watch those um do you watch those Netflix um like those those uh, Animal Planet? Yeah. Oh my I've seen God. the old ones, yeah. Yeah, every time they see show like a bird one or something and they're just sore, man. It looks Bro. peaceful up there. So I I'll be wondering how they get those shots. <laughs> Word, man. Me and Clarissa are talking right? about that one episode. Like, what? What's going? How do they do that? Okay. Where's the camera? <laughs> <laughs> if you could have dinner with one famous person, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh man, um, I feel like I just had this uh, conversation the other day. <sighs> I would have to say Nipsey Hussle. Ooh, let's go. I, I would have to say Nip. I had to say Nip. I, um, for him to growing up and uh, seeing, you know, seeing him in the neighborhood because I stayed over there in the jungles, which is by the Crenshaw District. Right, for your right, right, right. Um, to see somebody who I grew up with and literally put his own city on him, like you know, it, it's more than a hometown hero. So I would love yeah. to pick his brain and see, you know, what got him started, what motivated him to really, you mm. know, do and start to what he's doing and continue like why here why crenshaw why this so i would love to sit down and pick his brain and see how i can continue it so hey I, how can i put my city on you know yeah dude that was, man, I, my favorite question that was a dope answer that was a dope answer yeah. speaking of birds are you an early bird or a night owl you like to stay out later dude? early 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 bird. I, hey dude 
I ne- I don't even use an alarm. I've never used an alarm. I'm just be up, bro. I'll be with Dang. the birds chirping. <laughs> that is Dang. me, bro. You're for real, for real, man. What's a bad habit you? Um, procrastination. Me procrastination. So worst. in high school and college, right? You knew me in college, man. Yeah. So yeah, I graduated. We we both succeeded. But uh, I was so used to writing all my papers last minute. I like that pressure. pressure. Oh, man, that's everyone, dude. You're in the majority, man. (laughs) It's starting to backfire for all you guys listening. It backfires as you get older. Do not procrastinate. (laughs) Because the thing thing is, you get good at it and stuff, too. Right. For the longest, (laughs) I would text. I, I used to be notorious for texting and driving. And one day I caught myself like, I'm only doing this because it hasn't backfired. And so I try to be mindful right. of bad habits that I get good at. Because, yeah, that would probably yeah. be the worst habit, texting and driving. I've gotten better, though. All right. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh, man. Uh, my superpower would be, uh, and that could be anything. It would probably be invincibility. Mm. It's an easy one, right? I, yeah. I, I say that only because I'm an athlete that's had asthma and allergies and that combination sucks. So it would be nice to be invincible and immune for a while to know what it's like to (laughs) not have asthma and not have allergies. So that's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? Word, man. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Oh, dogs. For sure. For sure. All right. Last question. You're stranded on an island. You're stranded on an island and you can only take three items. Okay. I'm assuming on the island there won't be service, so that the cell phone would be pointless. Um, I'm gonna take my hey, I'm going to take my um Walkman. I have a solar powered CD Walkman. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely do. They have those, that's insane. I've never heard of that. If I uh if I didn't pack it, I would bust it out. Because I, I definitely keep my CDs. I, I listen to all my CDs, so I would bring that. I would bring, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Waynes Brothers book, Homie the Clown, Homie Don't Play That. It's a great book. <laughs> Recommend it. Very nice. It was either between that or Gucci Mane's book, but I read that so many times. I'm like, yeah. So it would be that. that <laughs> and, um, um Something that can help me start it. Oh, and my uh, Swiss Army knife. So, nice, dude. Yeah. Nice one yeah, of the best things. That's like one of the yeah. best island question answers, man. So funny, man. Yeah. Adam, man, I want to give you a yeah, big yeah. thank you, dude, for coming on, man. Um, thank short you for having me. I asked you this week, dude. I know you're super busy. You got the business starting up again. Speaking of which, yeah. plug it in. What's the name of it? How can people find you? If somebody wants a personal training coach, where could that oh, person yeah. Too. And then if a person needed a dope app as well, what's the app that you would recommend? Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you can find me at myptHub.net. It's also an application. Um, it's Captain Clark PE for physical education. Um, uh, I have free programs, free online coaching. Uh, if you ever want to come chat it up, you ever, you know, uh, have any questions about fitness, talk to me at any time. Uh, the same goes for the Instagram. If you have any questions, you can find me at captain underscore clark dot pe at instagram um and for my app that's coming out later so uh 
I can't talk too much about it yet because it's only Ooh. phase three. Okay. But but I you'll have, have it announced on like your Instagram and stuff, right? Oh, definitely. definitely. Okay. So yeah, be people. More active yeah. people. So, uh, you know, keep in mind you'll be one of the first people I let know. But it's in that yeah. four active people, hopefully, um, inside and outside the gym uh, to get back with socializing. I guess yeah. so. Yeah, uh, look for that soon. Idea. Great idea. But I appreciate you having me on, man. I, I really do. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Good luck with all the stuff that you're doing, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, I hope that you enjoyed today's People Like You guest, Mr. Adam Clark. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can listen to and be inspired by other fitness stories from people like you. And let's do this again sometime.